0: Mastermind. You are now
1: listening to the Money Mastermind Podcast. Mastermind. I don't even listen to no other podcast. Money Mastermind Podcast tells it like it is. Welcome to the Money Mastermind Podcast. It's the only international podcast that has real conversations about financial literacy and achieving financial freedom through smart investing. Hashtag investmentality. This is episode two of Money Mastermind podcast, and I'm really excited today. This episode is about how to generate multiple streams of income. We have a special guest for you today. She goes by the name of Kai.
0: Hi. She
1: is a creative, creative entrepreneur. Hello, Kai.
0: (laughs) Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for being a guest. As I said, this is our, our second episode um, our our first episode was a week ago and it was epic we have so many um uh, uh, uh great feedback a lot of people talking about it starting to create some waves so I'm so happy that you could be here and, and take us to that next that next level Ooh, Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> thank you
1: okay so so tell me where are you based
0: I am based in Dubai I've been here uh four years um this this week actually it's my four-year anniversary and um it's a very fast-paced evolving city but yeah i really really love it i'm originally from the uk west london but uh yeah dubai is now my home
1: okay west london in a house all right west london let's go so how did you get into entrepreneurship and 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 making multiple streams of income where does this start what does your, your journey begin
0: wow uh Good question, actually. So in the UK, um, my original background is in music. And so, um, you know, for the the best part of my adult life, I have done original music in the UK. And um, often with many musicians who are independent, you have to find ways to sustain what you're doing if it comes from a side hustle or a main you know, job that you're working nine to five. Um, and then having ways to kind of maintain that, so my mind has always been ticking very creative on one end, but at the same time thinking how can I uh, you know generate income to keep fulfilling and fueling my passion um, so whether that was merchandise or um just thinking of you know I'm a very positive bubbly person anyway so whether that was having a side um business to generate income and and sell motivational products um, Or actually I had a promotional street team so um again it just fed back into being creative um, doing marketing and mixing and fusing that all together um to sustain what I love doing you know so that's evolved over the years but um my mind has always kept on ticking over and thinking about ways to make this work where I (laughs) don't have to do the things I don't want to do um i.e some of the jobs that I was in I've got a marketing background um and how can I just keep doing what I love doing, um, and be comfortable doing it? You know.
1: That's interesting. I have a background in music as well. You know, I had a lot of success with it many years ago, but the thing is, I wasn't thinking in a um, in a business mindset, so I, I wasn't able mm-hmm. to um, sustain it over the long term. Because uh, right. I was I was I was making beats, I was doing production, and I still do it, you know, um, in my my right. my spare time. But I wasn't able to. Uh, make it a business, and that's how uh, we have to start thinking. We have to be able to monetize all that we do. So I oh. want to hear more from you. Like, what? Tell me some of the the things that you're able to to monetize, and and how was your transition coming from the UK uh, to Dubai, and still keeping those those streams of income. Um, going long term
0: um what well, is great to hear about your musical journey as well because you know as musicians and and I suppose as the audience who are watching um looking in it's you know it's an industry of smoke and mirrors you know it's in some respects you know the gloss and the glamour depending on you know which kind of genre you're in um but that's what people want to see they want to see a polished and finished product but before you even get to it being released into the market you as an artist or a creative or a musician, you know, even if you're making um, beats and stuff, there's so much investment that you have to put in to get it to that stage. And often people don't see or know that. And it's quickly judged, you know, at whatever stage people see it at, you know. So um, it's really interesting, as, as you said, because sometimes you're in it for the passion of it and you like doing it and you're really, really good at it. But often you could be sidetracked because if it's not generating an income, it almost feels like it's not worth the time that you're putting in, which isn't true. Um, but often, obviously, with a job, you put in time, you get, you know, paid hours or you get paid a salary. Um, but often with music and other creative works, you can spend so much time, which is very, very valuable, investing um, and actual finances, investing in equipment. Then once you get the equipment, you've got to spend the time doing it. Then you spend the time doing it. You have to have the work mixed and then mastered and then ready for the the world to hear on the radio or, or whatever it may be. And then videos and all the kind of other stuff. And that's not even talking about PR and marketing, you know? So there's so much that goes into that. And, and for myself, I definitely could identify to that because running a, a street team that was doing marketing and um, flyer distribution and promo for uh, different concerts and different uh, life promoters. On the one hand, I wanted to be on the stage with those people. <laughs> But me and my team yeah. were the ones on the outside of the show or the concert handing out the flyers, you know. And um, as I said, it was it was great work and it was paying my team and paying myself, but um, there was that balance because I knew I just wanted to be the creative. I didn't always want to be the business person, but I had to wear that hat. And I definitely enjoy business, um, but it was often that fine line, you know. So coming to Dubai for me was a decision- more financially because I found doing music in the UK I was investing a lot into myself but I wasn't earning from that um Mm. I was earning from other things and so I, I just had this weird relationship that I'm putting all my love and passion into something that isn't paying me but then I'm having to go to do a job or to do these other things that takes all my time um And it just it just didn't seem fun anymore, you know, so um, I came out to Dubai strategically because I knew that as a musician, you could be paid quite well to gig Mm -hmm. in uh, venues or hotels, restaurants. Um, which earlier on in my career I didn't really think was a good route because it was, you know, about the glitz and the glamour. I'm like, do I want to be on stage singing other people's songs? But then, you know, as time went on, I, I have multiple friends who have gone uh, worldwide, whether it's doing cruise ships or um, private weddings and, and in events like that, and are still able to do their original music, but actually performing and bringing joy to people um, for their private event or gig or something like that was, was really fruitful. So... Um, I thought, you know what, I can sing in the sun and <laughs> be paid to
1: do so. You know, that's, listen, that, that's really interesting. And, I, you know, I, I didn't know how deep we were going to go in, down this rabbit hole in the music, but you made me think about, you know, uh, oftentimes we think that the only way to be successful in music is if it's your own original work. Exactly. And, and that you have to get that hit song and, and you know, blow from that. Um, but what you're saying is you can earn money just from performing other people's songs on cruise ships, um, um, bars, conferences, whatever it may be, but that is another way of thinking at it. Excellent point. I mean,
0: industries evolve all the time and there was a time where people might say that was cheesy or that was this. And there was a time when it actually was because it wasn't authentic. It wasn't done with style, you know. Um, now, I, I've seen so many people, and of course, covers are a thing, especially with the, the boom of things like YouTube and TikTok. And I mean, this is more recent, but over the years, you know, people weren't trying to find you singing other people's songs. Um, Whereas now, because covers are huge and people are discovered that way, you know, labels are looking for people who were doing amazing covers and are singing from their bedrooms, you know. So that's not necessarily new right now, but five, ten years ago, that wasn't really the cool thing to do until the boom of things like YouTube, uh, where people were, of course, being discovered singing at home or singing at school or wherever. And They were phenomenal. You couldn't deny their talent um, because they're singing a cover. You know, it wasn't just about original music anymore. And I think um, because the industry has changed so much and and there are so many niche genres now, you don't have to wait to hear what's, you know, popular on the radio, which I'm an 80s baby. So (laughs) that's how we grew up. You know, what's on MTV or what's on whatever that's big. Now you can go on Spotify and discover so many fantastic phenomenal artists and not just on there just anywhere you know anywhere you turn there is talent and you can really utilize the internet for your own stuff and you don't have to wait for pr or a massive label to give you a deal or any of that stuff you know so as you know music isn't the way that it used to be but that's one of the things that i've been here 4 years and when i came i just thought you know i can sing in the sun
1: that that is amazing and i you know hats off to you for your courage come out here and and make that transition now let's start getting into the nitty-gritty of what the with you know um let's put music aside and let's go into what other ways you get into this bag tell us
0: so um i didn't know that i was as entrepreneurial (laughs) as i actually am before i got here i just i don't know you know sometimes you downplay stuff you're like oh yeah it's just this it's just that i just had a street team back in the day working for some you know key players um I don't know I think you know going to university and stuff having that sort of nine to five mindset I've always been in the corporate world um but coming to Dubai really shift that I haven't worked in the corporate world here at all I've been freelance the entire time and uh my first year I did Strictly Music so I had agents um and I was able to get gigs you know on my own or with different bands um and that was fantastic but again the industry's changed here um since that first year and I Fell into business with my now business partner, um, where I just started hosting events that he was running. And um, it's actually a fantastic concept. It's called the Bike Club. And uh, originally, we were talking to, uh, sorry, bringing and promoting restaurants by uh, giving people free food, which of course people are like, free food from a restaurant? How? Why? So on its own, it was even for myself, I was like, I don't know who or how this is run but i want to be involved so um my first couple of events that i went to just to be there um my business partner saw me chatting away to strangers making friends like hi how are you i've been here one year you know <laughs> he's like you're great at this you're you're a natural social butterfly you know do you want to earn with me and you know do what you're doing but be paid to do it uh yeah free food and you're going to pay me to just do what i'm doing anyway right so that was that was something that was natural and and I didn't realize that um that was even a thing if that makes sense because I'm not somebody I would say was a party host or anything like that um but of course naturally being on stage being a social butterfly being that amongst my friendship circles um it really paid off and about a year into that we decided to register the company together and it's been running I've been involved with him for the last three years so that's been phenomenal and we've done about 600 events (laughs) plus actually. um, Because it became a daily activity, you know, doing five, six days a week um, here in Dubai. And I got to meet so many different people through that. Um, And then I also went into having my own platform, which is called Black Girl in Dubai. Okay. And uh, that, uh, through Bike Club, I was discovering so many different people coming here for different reasons. um, And many of the black community being unable to find the normal products and services that they would have back home. Yeah. So when I was finding them, or struggling to find them, um, I decided to put a directory together that promoted things happening in the Black community, Okay. Um, and just making it easy for people to find Black businesses. Um, so now we have over a hundred Black businesses listed here in the UAE.
1: That's so- big. I hope you guys hear that. <laughs> that is big. She just said <laughs> she has a hundred Black businesses listed right here in Dubai. That yes. is big. Listen, you know, yes. I think it's very important for for the listeners to understand that you found a need. There was a need, and exactly. then you fulfilled and supplied that need. And that's really that's really business at the at its most basic form. Where there's a need, you fill that void. Go ahead.
0: Well, exactly that, you know. And I've even as I'm speaking to you now, and over the years and stuff, I keep realizing that the things I'm good at and the things that I'm passionate about naturally. Often people play them down, but those are the exact things that you should be doing and you should be working to monetize. So often, you know, it doesn't feel like you're working or doing the hard work because it comes naturally to you and it's fun. I think any time that I've been doing something or trying to start a business just to get money, it didn't work out. You know, you get bored or Mm. the challenges that you face that you don't realize in the beginning or you start doing a bit of research and you're like, uh, this isn't for me. you get lazy yeah, yeah, you know sometimes yeah. it's not lazy it's just yeah. you're not interested and it's not it's not your calling but when i've yeah. fallen into bike club you know i met my business partner through a friend um and it was just by a casual introduction but again when it's right and it's supposed to be it just naturally flows so him saying oh come down to one of my events i was like free food meeting people you know i want to do that i'm here strictly for music so i wasn't really making friends i was only having other musicians to talk to so naturally, I just thought, you know, I want to meet some new people. But by doing that, following that kind of instinct, and just doing what I enjoyed doing actually ended up being the thing that paid me, you know, so I was being paid to talk Mm. to people, go to different restaurants, you know, build different networks. And that's also what led me to Black Girl in Dubai, you know, because, you know, my everyday life, I was finding the challenges of finding the hair products or the hair salons or mm-hmm. just normal mm-hmm. stuff that I think when you live <laughs> at home, you take for granted. And of course, now you're in a, a foreign country and you're like, wow, you know, I thought this would have been easy to find and it's not. So um, mm. when you're passionate about it and you're passionate about helping people, um, I definitely think that's where money easily flows. Now,
1: are you are you touching and holding any of the product yourself or you are just a directory? So that you you basically just show people where the product is at and you get something from that.
0: Yeah. So initially it started as a passion project and I just wanted to, like, by the time I started finding so many businesses, I could no longer just tell people by word of mouth. Um, Of course, if you ask me directly, hey, I'm looking for this, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, did you know this is here? But um, after a while, I just found so many. I I just thought it has to be a website to kind of connect people, make it easy for them to find. so it was more about just giving that business or that platform exposure because often people would be like, "Wow, I never knew that happened." You know, especially if there was an event or uh, there was, for example, one year uh, the African Food Festival, which a lot of people in one community knew a lot about, um, but there were so many others that just was like, "I never even knew this event existed." You know, so um, I just like to help people and give them exposure. But definitely now it's a platform where people can advertise, so I have revenue from that. Um, and I yes. think I did want to, at some point, help people to sell their products. However, along with that comes along with the questions about how the delivery and logistics would work. So for ease mm-hmm. on the business and for making a seamless process, I think it's easier if people go direct. Um, but there are some things in the pipeline where uh, we've thought about, for example, a discount card or things like that, where people can still be connected to the businesses. But... Um, a return comes back to, you know, Black Girl in Dubai. So those are things that we are already looking into. We have a few businesses that have discounts with us. So if you mention our name, of course, you can get discounts. But to elevate that and help people get uh, to these businesses a little bit more, we're kind of ironing out a easier process to do that. So,
1: so let me get this straight. Let's say I have a, a business um, uh, from, and I'm in the States or I'm in the UK. I can list my business on your website. And then I can have patrons in Dubai. Is that is that how it works? How does it work? No.
0: So the other way around. So basically, it's exclusive for businesses here in the UAE. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, for the most part, even you were surprised. A lot of people don't even think there are Black businesses here at all. And if they do, they're mentioning, you know, Kiza, which has been a long-standing African restaurant um, and is a popular and regular hotspot. Um, or they're mentioning like three or four of the key places to, to buy stuff or the key salons. But there are actually a lot of black salons here. There's many black barbers. There are plenty of hair shops, depending on where you go, actually, because uh, Dira, um, which is the old side of Dubai, um, there are a lot of African owned uh, hair shops there. And again, people assume that's it. But there are fashion designers in abundance. There are wow. Um, shoe designers here. There are many, many artists, as in painter, painters.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, There's many musicians. There's so many black businesses. Wow. And so if you want to get an outfit made, if you want to get your hair done, if you want to buy earrings, if you want to, you know, get some new shoes, if you're looking for perfume, if you are trying to, you know, connect to businesses in Africa. I mean, you know William. He was on the show last week. Yeah. Um, William knows everybody, <laughs> he knows everybody, not just black people, obviously, um, but so many things. If you're looking for it, someone that William knows or that I know <laughs> is here and they do it. So over 100 well, black businesses, people are like, wow, but I'm, I'm there's amazing. a lot so of us like here
1: doing you, It seems like you you and William are the plug. <laughs> and they, they say, you know, your your, your net work is your net worth. Absolutely. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so people need to know you
0: <laughs> well this is the thing I tell people and they don't know I'm like really like I only know this salon even guys you know guys often tell me about the stories of trusting a new barber especially mm. in, in a country like this and often go to maybe um, maybe an Egyptian barber or something because they know how to do Afro hair which is great yeah Um, but when they realise there are black barbers they're like really where you know wow, and that's, wow. it's just the awareness because if you know or if you had trouble finding it, you just got to go with the best of the worst <laughs> and just try to make it work. You find a barber, he does your hair right. You're going to, you know, I know men are loyal to their barbers, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just think it's exposure. When people know, especially here, if you've got limited choices, you'll stick to the ones that you know are good. And at least if it's, for not everyone, but for some people, if it's black owned, then they like to support that as well.
1: Absolutely, man. That, that's amazing. You're, you're sharing some, sharing some gems with the audience today. Um, what <laughs> what other type of investments do you think, or are you involved with, or um, are you partaking in?
0: So this is interesting. So before COVID, I was More involved in myself building residual income uh, online through uh, courses, which is something that I'm still building and working on. But with the pandemic that hit and the time that we Mm. all were granted at home, um, that's something that I went full hog on. So, uh, of course, Bike Club and my music um, as well as Black Girl in Dubai were different revenue streams. But then doing online things that don't require physical presence is one of my big, big, big things because... Mm. You can only be in so many places at once, right? You only have morning, noon, and night. You have to sleep, yeah. you have to eat. And I'm a massive mental health advocate where we have to look after our well being. So to me, it doesn't make sense. I think yeah, we definitely. have subscribed to a long time to this go hard or go home no days off mentality and I'm guilty of that as well you know um but actually I just think now we need to work smarter not harder absolutely so um anything online whether that is drop shipping whether that's stocks whether that's just something that doesn't require your physical presence I definitely think is a great tool to go down I mean my thing is is Um, online courses but um, that's more to do with the knowledge that I have in my head that I kind of want out of my head and into something (laughs) tangible that someone can use Um, but for anyone I just think if you're able to get into stocks I've recently uh, maybe the last year and a half been into Bitcoin and I'm still learning a lot about that but it has grown massively as you know Um, and I'm a firm believer that crypto is here to stay Um, and I've recently in the last two months gotten into trading so I've asked so many questions and then never dipped my feet in because I'm just like, "Ah, I'm not sure. What do I know? What do I know? Um, But if you don't actually, after you've asked all the questions, you don't actually know until you know. So um, those are two different avenues that I've, you know, just started to look at and learn from. And I'm enjoying it because I think if you don't try it, then you're never going to know. And um, the best advice that people have given me, and I've also done as well, um, is to just put in a little bit. You know, if you want to start with $5 or $10, yeah. of course, that's not going to make you a million overnight. But that's giving you the practice to see what happens when it goes up, when it goes down. When's a good time to buy more? When's a good time to sell? Should you sell? Should you hold? You know, these kinds of questions, you can look at YouTube videos and read books all day long and ask people who have told you they've got 25 grand in a week. But until you actually try it, you're not learning on the job. And I think that's one of my strengths. I learn when I see things visually. So um, I would just say, if you're thinking about it, of course, do some due diligence and research. But if you have some spare cash that you're okay to, uh, I I say lose, if you do your research, you shouldn't be losing anything. You should at least be testing with the uh, companies that are going up. But that's the whole thing with, with even any business that you start. There's gonna be some element of risk in there starting a business. So, um,
1: you, man, you, you just shared a lot, and you know, it was a, it was a few <laughs> things that was on my head, but as you went, I kind of I lost a couple. But you were talking about the online course being able to have some digital real estate, yeah, in which you don't have to be there. That is definitely the way people are getting a lot of money, Absolutely. and I think that is 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 brilliant. Now, I don't I think people need to understand that it's not difficult. You just have to get on there. You, you you gotta be fearless. You gotta put it up there and don't expect a return immediately. It's gonna take time. But over but guess what? That that digital real estate stays there. Mm-hmm. It's in some mm-hmm. cloud somewhere on YouTube or whatever, and it will grow. And I've I've seen YouTubers grow over time and they their their views increase and they started to monetize by getting advertisements. Now I'm seeing people that I watch with uh Webull commercials and ads and Oh, Forex ads. So they're making it happen. The worst thing that you can do is not play the game. It's to stay on the sideline. That's the worst thing that you can do. And and as far as the stock market, I believe it's the same thing. It's it's definitely a risk, but the worst place you can have your money is in a savings account that generates no money. If you think about inflation, inflation is an average of about 1.3%. So if you don't have your money in investments, your money is losing value over time. Exactly. So the worst place to have your money is in the bank. You have to definitely do your due diligence, have risk management, and, you, and get get yourselves in the market. Invest in the market, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's That's what I did. I didn't know much about Bitcoin, and everyone was raving about it, of course, about two years ago. It just suddenly became this buzzword that everyone was speaking about. And so I took the time to find out how I get a wallet. How do I buy safely? You know, how do I store these so-called coins you know I I did that for about a week and Mm -hmm. uh when I actually did it it was like huh okay I'm in I've got a wallet (laughs) and then I forgot about it honestly I've changed phones I lost a phone i got a new one and all sorts of things happened but I knew that I had that that work that I did that week with my coins and and the safe um passwords and stuff to get back in or whatever so when I had the time to go back to Absolutely. it, I checked on, checked back on it and it had, of course, grown over time, you know. Um, and that's not always the case because it had also gone down, but I wasn't attached to that because I knew I put a little bit of money in and it was money that, I probably would have spent somewhere else anyway. Well, don't
1: don't lose so. your your credentials, your username, password. I just was looking at an um, article the other day where a guy lost uh, he said something like three hundred million no, no. <laughs> because he forgot his <laughs> password to his Bitcoin wallet.
0: You have to keep that stuff safe. I mean, as with everything, but um, yeah, you definitely have to keep that safe with Bitcoin, and it's it's the way forward. You know, I wouldn't want anyone to get scared into it, like you know, fear of missing out and being like, oh, I have to do it tomorrow, blah blah blah, but. Just take the time to have a look at it, you know. Um, If it's half an hour a day reading up some information on it, then that's better than nothing, you know. Um, And it's the same with trading because we can hear so much about, I think about two months ago, everyone's talking about Tesla and Tesla's doing this and Tesla's doing that. We don't take the time out to even read up why everyone's talking about it then you too miss out on some of those opportunities, you know? Um, And it may not be Tesla. You might want to buy stocks in Facebook or Nike or Amazon or something. But if you're not doing anything, then you're just sitting on, you know, a pot of gold.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, you have to start somewhere. Avoid analysis paralysis. You have to start. You have to get in the game. I tell people all the time, start (laughs) investing in things that you use on a regular basis. So if you buy Nike shoes start with Nike Absolutely. if you're on Facebook start with Facebook if you're on Amazon yeah. start with Amazon so think about those things you know so um, that, that's the that's the, the the advice that I share with people so why don't you tell the audience what is next for Kai
0: well uh, I as I mentioned I'm a mental health advocate and I think above everything else especially now, with the uh increase in lockdowns in different countries and you know things evolving so quickly I I think it's very hard for any of us to get used to the new normal because it's forever changing you know um and none of us have the answers of what the next year two years five years ten years are going to entail so I really believe in looking after your well-being and uh I have people often ask me how did I get to where I get to and I make living in Dubai look so easy, but honestly it's about building your confidence and looking after that mental health space. So I created a course called Reclaim Your Power and that is about really Mm. working on yourself and getting your, your mental dialogue correct, you know, because often whether it's a relationship or a job or anything that's going on externally, we're often taking that and maybe devaluing ourselves when actually when you look after your core, you're able to kind of shine that onto everyone else. And I think many people saw that shift in me and wanted to know how to do the same. So I have a course called Reclaim Your Power Um, that is available now. And if you go to my website, IamSimplyKai.com, you can uh, have a look at the details and if it's something that you need. Um, then you can definitely get on board um, as well as that. And every year as it is now the new year, I often do uh, a self-assessment. And uh, again, I had many people asking about that. So uh, I made a book called mm. I Am What I Say I Am. And that is- kind of the- You're
1: an author too.
0: I am. <laughs>
1: uh, so you didn't say that, you're an author also. Come on, come on, you well, have. Look,
0: you. coming from <laughs> the music industry where- you know, whether it's a hit song or you get a song into a movie or a film or TV or whatever, it's residual, right? But if you don't have that deal yeah. or that production or publishing thing or whatever, you're not necessarily doing that. But you can do that in other ways. So, as you mentioned, YouTube and all these other streams, this is how these YouTubers and, you know, content creators are earning residually because they do a video or they make content once, build on that, and then that's something that's going to live forever. You know, if something happens to you, Okay, God forbid, but at the end of the day, the knowledge that's in your head, yes, often people think YouTubers are just sitting, you know, having their reviews and opinions about, you know, whatever. But honestly, if you get the content that's in your head, out, it doesn't have to be a song. It doesn't have to be a big movie that hits the box office. It's just you using the gifts that you've been given since birth and sharing that with the world, serving that with the world. So um, the book... Is one tool that I have. What wow. <laughs> well, I'm doing that for other people because I kept on getting asked. You know, people saying, "What do you do? How do you do it?" Um, and so that book will live on, um, as will the course and any other content that's created. So
1: amazing, amazing. So let me let me try to summarize this. Let me try to summarize <laughs> this, and then you you add on whatever I forget. So we have singer, you have networker, you have host, you have author, you have. Um, Drop shipper. What, what, what else? What did I forget Tell me?
0: You know what? to make it simpler, I would say I am a connector and a motivational mm. being. Underneath that, there are still many hats that will fall under it. but honestly, mm. naturally, if I go back to me being with my friends in the UK when I was you know at school, to now, you know with business professionals connecting people and sharing, the same thing I've been doing, just not with my friends or with my family at home. <laughs> and uh, Motivational, always, whether I'm on stage singing, whether I'm encouraging wow. friends, whether I meet a stranger and I'm like, hey, lift your head up. You know, that is still me. So uh, the connector and the motivational being. It's not my LinkedIn title, but <laughs> that's probably the. the You're
1: already here first. Kai, Kai, the connector. And motivational voice. You heard it here first.
0: Motivational voice. I like that. I really like that.
1: Listen, I had a wonderful time. How can the audience connect with the connector?
0: Uh, I'm loving it. You're having all the puns coming through now. So um, if you want to connect with myself personally and uh, find out how you can boost and better what is happening already in your life or even just get to the core um, and strip everything back, you can find me. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at IamSimplyKai. The website is the same, IamSimplyKai.com. And if you'd like to find out about uh, authentic black businesses here in the UAE, you might want to try some African food or, you know, find out where the hot spots are, um, then you can visit BlackGirlInDubai.com, where we list over 100 black businesses and support all the community activities going on so yeah that's me
1: <laughs> thank you so much for your time today in closing
0: thanks for having me this has been such a nice chat
1: <laughs> absolutely it's, it's, i've had f- it's so much fun well if you enjoyed the podcast today please subscribe you can find me on instagram at the real money mastermind follow us on facebook go to our youtube channel please hit the like button and subscribe and hit the little bell so you get notification when a new episode is out
0: You are now listening to the Money Mastermind Podcast.